Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, tennis fans. Welcome to the Yellow Ball Network. This is your host, Coach Denise, exploring tennis blessings and its effects on life's journey. Normally, we'll have our mentors come in and talk for a little while and hopefully help you sit there and solve some of your problems or help you lead to what you're looking to do. Tennis is a wonderful sport, which might be the vehicle that takes you through life's journey, and our mentors may provide a roadmap for that journey. I'd like to wish you all a happy new year. Um, we've been away for the last month, uh, joining family up north. You'll have to excuse uh, my voice uh, while I admit to not having a radio voice. It's even uh, more troubling now because uh, the Northeast was not very kind to me and my wife, Bobby, but uh, we are back in Florida. Uh, we are enjoying, well, typical weather for January, but much warmer than where we were. So I think we're going to have an exciting uh, show for you. Uh, each week, uh, we w- will be talking with those coaches who have paved the pathway for many tennis players and coaches. Who are these mentors, you might ask? Well, People like uh, today's guest, uh, Linda LeClaire, uh, author, uh, energy coach, uh, persons that have, we've been blessed to have on our broadcast a few times before, and hopefully uh, we'll convince her to be on here at least every other month uh, if uh, life is good to us, but the Lord Almighty will tell us uh, what to happen. But most of our mentors are, have authored books and papers on tennis, sports, and life, and they continue to give back today. Uh, mentors like, um, well, our first week of the month is usually Alan Fox. Our second week is Coach Chuck Reese. Our third week is Dr. John Murray. And then uh, Linda LeClaire or Scott Williams uh, We are usually here on our third week week and the fourth week well and, and those fifth weeks of the month we could have people like uh, Ashley Hobson uh, uh, Scott Inge, uh and like next uh, week um, we have uh, the new PTR uh, education uh, director uh, Brian Parkinson who is um, actually stationed right down here in Florida in Orlando so uh, he, we will be talking uh, to him next week. I would like to thank the Yellow Ball Network CEO, J.P. Weber, for hosting our network. Network, And if you're not following We Coach Tennis on Facebook, you're missing out on some useful information. Of course, the nice thing about Black Talk Radio is that if you can tune in live, you can listen whenever you choose. Truthfully, I seldom listen to Wednesday's American Tennis uh, Live with Chuck Greasy, but you can bet your life I always listen to the broadcast. And because I do believe Dr. King, when he said, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter, time permitting each week, I will add my personal views on North American tennis and on life sometimes, too. Naturally, you will hear my biased views uh, that tennis, that the tennis journey should be going through our high schools and colleges. Besides uh, our weekly conversation, the, the Almighty Willing, uh, you will also be able to continue reading my views in Florida tennis, which is now in its 26th year. And as I previously expressed, if you disagree, please email me at coachdenise.fhstca at att.net. And uh, who knows, I may even uh, share your views. I don't understand why everybody doesn't agree with me, but uh, that's part of life. (laughs) You know, I'm kidding. 
But uh, I have, uh, I'm going to express my views each week, what I believe to be the truth. And like I've told all my players, I'm going to give you what Coach Denise believes is the truth, but it's your obligation to go out and search for the truth. And um, I ask you the same thing. And if you disagree with me, as people have done, and as I have Expressed those views on this show, and uh, and I've uh, published them in uh, Florida tennis magazines too. So I will continue to do the same thing. I do would like to remind you that if you're not subscribing to Florida tennis, or someone has taken the last copy of Florida tennis from your pro shop. Um, you can always go to uh, Florida Tennis on Facebook where you might find one of Jim Mart's uh, articles or even one of my articles, and usually in every issue. And uh, we'd be glad to uh, keep you abreast of what's going on. Uh, for instance, right now you all know that uh, Tennis Focus is now in Australia. Matter of fact, our guest was uh, down there a few years ago. Uh, you know, hopefully, we might get her to uh, talk a little bit about that. But uh, in a few weeks, um, the tennis will be uh, coming to uh, the southeast of our country. And, um, of course, uh, in a Florida tennis magazine, uh, you will see that. Uh, and you will not just in this issue, but in the next issue, we'll be covering it. But uh, first, we'll be at the Delray Beach uh, Open. Uh, then we move on to uh, the Miami Open. And then we travel up a little to Charleston for the Volvo Open. And uh, I, I missed out on going last year because, uh, unfortunately, uh, Bobby got sick just when we were ready to take off. Uh, I pray we will be able to be there uh, this year. But um, you will be able to keep up with all the information. If not uh, here on this channel, uh, you'll be able to watch it uh, and read it in Florida Tennis Magazine. I really should thank uh, Wilson Tennis, too, because uh, uh, I have a – well, I'm fond of them. They're over 100 years in um, the sports business, and I've been blessed to uh, been able to see uh, over two-thirds of that. Uh, time. Uh, I wish I could be around for the next hundred years to see what that's going to be, but I know it's going to be special, and I pray that they'll continue to support high school tennis and junior tennis like they do. Uh, I really have to thank Flagler Insurance, uh, who they understand that the future leaders of our uh, nation are now in high school today, and uh, I'm praying that uh, next year we have the FHS TCA uh, High School All Star Tournament in Florida again, uh, and uh, I'm sure that uh, FAS Team Connection, which uh, would be willing to sit there and dress those coaches and players like they have in past years, and uh, they remind us that uh, tennis fuels life, and we do appreciate what they have done. And they've been uh, supportive in my efforts in the past, and I just thank them for that. I do think we have a special uh, broadcast today. Uh, Linda, are you there? Hello. Linda, how are you? Well, those of you that haven't listened uh, before, uh, I'm I think you're in for a special time. Uh, This is a broadcast that I particularly enjoy uh, because uh, I'm just always picking up positive uh, vibes. And I've asked you before to uh, send us emails uh, on topics you might want to talk about. We did get a few of them. Uh, I would get into that uh, shortly uh, with Linda. But, Linda, uh, please introduce yourself to the audience. Uh, Well, first of all, good afternoon, and I want to let you know that um, I'm very happy to say that my husband and partner, Dr. Bryce Young, is joining us today as well. 
Well, fantastic. You see, the Lord is good. That was one of my requests. <laughs> I changed well, well, it a little. We asked for requests from the different people, and uh, uh, it's always uh, special when uh, Dr. Bryce Young can uh, be involved in our conversation. Doctor, thank you very much. Well, co- Coach, I, I I just have such respect for what you do and, and – uh, the, the message you're putting out on behalf of all of us who love the sport of tennis. Uh, we, uh, I, I actually drove from Minnesota, and the timing worked perfectly that I could join you and uh, Linda LeClaire, who I think uh, was one of the absolute leaders in, in energy coaching, which is uh, the next wave in our sport of sports psychology. Well, I agree with you 100%, and I, I think it was interesting because asking for topics and everything, sometimes I'm I'm fearful that uh, a lot of people just don't understand uh, with, with how important energy is. I think of uh, Aristotle's comment that we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act but a habit. And coaches, I think I'm one of many that use that, but we think about it in drills and stuff like that, and we forget about, uh, you know, ourselves and the inner self, how important that is. And uh, Linda, uh, I think we are going to talk about that today because I especially love your uh, – we had a conversation before about love energy and fear energy, and uh, we did get emails asking us to talk more about that, and there's nobody better to talk about it than you. Oh, that's great. You know that is my favorite topic to talk about. And I am I'm so excited because today, before um, – while I was getting ready for the interview – I was looking at uh, my first book, Yes, God Speaks to Women Too, and I realized that it is the 20th anniversary of publishing this book. And I cannot believe, I, I, started, I just opened it up at any random page, and the page that it opened up to was, I was speaking at the PTR Symposium 20 years ago about fear and um, moving through fear and coming back and, and playing with love energy. And as I was reading, I was like, oh, my gosh, this information is so good. It's even better today than when, when I wrote it 20 years ago. So I am really excited to be talking with you and to be able to um, share with our listeners um, more about love energy and coming from love energy and how to do that because – um, in in our work, as Bryce will tell you, that that is the biggest complaint that our clients have is the fear that they go into, the anxiety they feel, the doubt they feel when they're competing, and the problems that that causes. But what you know, what's really exciting for me, and you know, when we talk about this, is that it's not just about. Um, playing tennis or playing a sport where this is important, but in our lives every single day, every single moment of our lives, whether we're, whether we're coming from a place of love or whether we're coming from a place of fear. And, and that's another area where in my, the life coaching that I do, so many people are just experiencing so much stress and so much anxiety and, you know, and all of the harmful effects that come from um, that constant um, energy of stress in our lives or anxiety. So the more, the more I can help people, the better I feel, and I'm really excited to be talking today. Where would you, li- where would you like to start? Well, uh, you know, <laughs> it's funny that when <laughs> you talked about opening that book and as you know, you know, I, I, I'm wondering when the second edition of Yes, God Speaks to Women, too, uh, because I opened it up, too, uh, actually yesterday, and looking at that, I went to 212, and where you uh, did the highlights and things to look for, and you and I talked about before, I always felt that book was the lead-in to uh, 
the confidence factor because uh, I, I just think it's hard to have confidence uh, unless you really know yourself. Yes, you have to know the sport you're in. You have to know plays uh, depending on the sport, but you have to know yourself. Um, so I think that was important. And I think what you and Bryce do, and I assume before I get into a couple of questions that uh, you and uh, Bryce are going to be at uh, PTR uh, Symposium again this year? Yeah, we definitely are. And uh, we're both speaking, and we're really looking forward to that. And we've been having fun planning um, our talks and what we're going to include in it. And so we're really excited about that. I hope that we'll be able, that you're going to be there as well. I'm praying that I am. There's a couple of things that are going on that I'm not at liberty to speak about right now, and, and de- depending uh, of that. So, and of course, uh, that the Almighty <laughs> keeps me healthy. But getting to uh, mm-hmm. some of the uh, things that I think we should be t- talking about. One of the people that uh, commented uh, on an email was well. Uh, doesn't everybody love and uh, love versus fair energy? Doesn't everybody uh, have that at times? And uh, I, I kind of, as a layperson, I agree with that. It, it's probably true. But uh, what brings us to another question was, how can we get in and out of that? And maybe you'd like to talk mm-hmm. about that. Oh yeah, definitely. And um, the person that asked about don't, doesn't everybody go in and out of um, love energy and fear energy? Yeah, of course. That's the that's the challenge is is that we can go in and out of fear, in and out of love energy. And the for me the the goal is to to stay in love energy. And if we do go into fear energy, to get out of it as soon as possible. And in fact, you know, the, one of the things that is important um, in understanding uh, fear and love energy is being aware of our energy, whether we're coming from love or whether we're coming from fear energy. Now, when I say love energy and when I say fear energy, I'm not talking about it maybe in the same way, you know, when we think about love and when we think about fear but from an energy perspective. And love energy is our energy flowing freely and in balance, okay? It's also a high-frequency energy. And our energy vibrates at different frequency levels, depending upon um, whether we're coming from love energy or fear energy. And love energy is the high frequencies. And fear energy are the low frequencies. And when we are in love energy and those frequencies that are at that higher level, that's when we are at our best. That's when our higher self is expressing itself. If we're, if we're performing, that's when we're performing our absolute best. But if we go into the lower frequencies where fear and doubt and frustration and anger and um, hatred and lack of forgiveness and all of those those energies. That's when we are not when we are coming from um, less than our best self, to put it kindly. Um, and that's when our energy is, and that's when our performance is going to be lower. We're not going to be able to perform at a high level coming from that frequency. So the first step is to be aware of your energy and whether you're at a high frequency or a low frequency. And it's very easy to know the difference once you start tuning into your body of energy and information because when we're at that high frequency, our energy is flowing freely. We feel good. We um, are able to take care of whatever situations are coming um, up in our lives. We have answers to problems. If we're competing on the tennis court, we're seeing the ball clearly. We are um, we're recognizing uh, what the, what a good strategy would be against our opponent. Things like that are happening. 
But when we're in the lower frequency, it's like we have blinders on and we really can't see. And we're stuck in um, the problem, stuck in whatever um, is happening to us. And that stuck is the fear energy. And then we can't resolve anything that's happening on the outside. And so the first, the first step is always to dissolve the fear and move back into love energy. Now, again, answering the first question, yes, we go from, <coughs> excuse me, we can go from love and fear just depending upon our thoughts and our actions, um, things that are coming at us during the day. It's just that we want to keep our intention clear that we want to come from love energy. Right. And I think that's something that, uh, in a way, relates to what I've heard, to paraphrase what I see Price uh, talking about uh, at one of the workshops is keeping yourself prepared at company. Competition is something that you should be prepared for. It's like life; you have to be prepared for life. And uh, so I'm, I'm making an assumption here that even before we go into competition, if we're sitting there and we have something negative bothering us, we should really address that first before we approach the next thing we have to do. Um. The first thing you need is if if you are in fear energy and you feel like your energy is blocked, something's happened, okay? And mm-hmm. the temptation is to look at the outside, what's happening, and try to solve that. But if we're in fear, then we won't be able to solve that because we are. it's like we're seeing the world through, through this veil of fear, and our energy is blocked, so we're not open to all the possible solutions and possible options we have. So if we take care of the fear first and dissolve the fear, then we're in a place to handle the situation. So how do we get that positive? How do we get in there something that's bothering us and we're in that fear energy how soon can we, you know, bring love back into it? Okay. We could, sometimes we can do it real quickly. Other times it takes longer. But the first step is to just take a deep breath. Okay. That's always going to be the first step when we want to um, shift energy. So you take that deep breath and then you, you tune into your energy, and you realize you're in fear. And there are some different things that we can do to move out of fear. But my favorite thing is using gratitude and appreciation. Okay, when we are in fear, we usually are not at all aware of gratitude and appreciation. And this energy is the energy that keeps us in the present moment. Gratitude and appreciation are present moment energies, and they raise our frequency. It's very difficult to be in fear when you're expressing gratitude and appreciation. In fact, if you tried it right now, you know, if you just took a deep breath and you started thinking about things that you're grateful for, like I'm, I'm so grateful to be talking to you today. I, if I'm on the tennis court, I'm so, oh, I'm so happy to be out here. I'm, I'm so grateful that I get to play this tournament. Um, I feel so good that my body is strong and I'm able to compete. I, um, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for um, the sun shining today. Whatever, what, what, I mean, there's so many things. It's just, you know, that you can be grateful for and appreciate appreciating all the opportunities we have um, almost automatically has to shift. If you, if you go into that energy, if you're willing to just focus in on what you're um, grateful for and what you appreciate in your life, 
the fear will begin to dissolve. Um, other things that you can do, and I use this one often, is that I think of my grandkids, and you you understand this, I'm sure. So I picture Brianna and Natalie, and I can see their faces and their smiling faces and their eyes when they look at me. And I visualize that. I imagine that. And, you know, if it's, if it doesn't move me, if that doesn't move me, then I, I probably really am in a deep, dark place because it always does. It always makes me smile. And I still remember, this is a story that happened, oh, my gosh, oh, probably 30 years ago. I was playing in a tennis tournament, and it was in the summer, and it was just, just, I mean, it was like 100 degrees. I mean, it was really hot. And we were playing indoors, and so it was doubly hot. And it was a tough tournament, and I, and I won the first set and lost the second set. And between the second and third set, I left the court, and both of us left the court. And as I was walking back towards the restroom, I passed where my son, Josh, who was six years old, six or seven years old at the time, was watching me play, and he he I was going by, and he yelled he yelled out, "You can do it, mom!" And I still remember that big smile on his face, and that just you know he just knew I could do it. Is you know is is the feeling he gave me, and and is exactly where he was. And when I went back onto the court, I knew that I was in a totally different place. Because my energy frequency was way high, and um, to to make the cut the story a little short, I ended up winning the match. And after that match, you know, just hugging my son, and he was saying, "I knew you could do it, Mom. I had no doubt. I knew you could do it." You know, in a, in this sixth grade or six year old voice. And I mean, look at that is something that happened thirty some years ago, and I still remember that moment, that connection with him and that love energy that he was sending to me. And I still use that today as well if I want to shift my energy at some time. It's kind of like, for me, an automatic. I mean, I tune in to my kids, and it just, like, automatically changes my energy. And I really recommend that um, as a as a fast-acting one. You know, if, if you're doing it, Sincerely, that's the key. You're really tuning in to that person and the love you feel for them and you feel the love that they have for you. It, it raises your frequency and the fear can dissolve. Well, um, I, 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 I can relate to that story. I think it's, uh, you know, it, it, that's so important and it's the foundation of, uh, you know, we talk about... You know, and I used to talk about uh, 50 years ago, uh, long before I went into met you and uh, Bryce and changed my uh, some of my views on coaching, and it was more about the uh, mechanics of the game and everything, and always going back to the basics, go back to the basics, go back to the basics. Well, I think we forget mm-hmm. about that in life. Go, we have to go back to the basics of life, and that is the joy. I always say, uh, I say now, uh, it keeps. Uh, I, I want to get. Uh, I'm getting older. I just hope I'm. I'm not getting old, and I want to get a lot older. <laughs> uh, it's the grandchildren and my great grandchildren, besides my kids. Uh, we believe. I mean, I believe that's what. It, keeps us going and if you have those things to hang on to i'm so glad you told that story because i think that answers one of the questions we had is how soon can you you get out of it well how soon can you if you have something positive a memory how soon can you go to it yeah yeah i mean you can go to that in a second it does it doesn't take long at all um, Bryce will joke with me when um, we could be uh, working on something really, you know, um, serious and working hard, 
and the phone will ring or the um, FaceTime will ring and it'll be Brianna and Natalie. And he says, the minute they call, my energy just shifts to a whole higher level, totally. And it's, you know, it, it doesn't matter what we're doing or what's going on. It automatically raises my frequency. And, you know, he jokes with me about it because he can feel it. And, and he gets, you know, he feels the same way. Well, Linda, Linda's matching raising your frequency to, to love energy, uh, Coach. And mm-hmm. literally, the, these, are, these are using your thoughts or your pictures to take you to a higher level. And uh, literally, she soars when, when, uh, when she hears from any, anyone that she really cares about like that, which is, which is a great, great ability. Also, the ability to be really totally there in the present, which is, which is fantastic for tennis players. Um, and we'll talk about that another time, getting stuck in the past or leaping into the future. Well, no, that's a good point, Bryce, because, as you know, with working with our clients, that is being in the present moment is also where love energy is. And it's also very difficult to be in fear energy when we're in, really in and embracing the present moment. And, of course, in, in competition, once we step out of the present moment, an interesting thing happens. There's a obvious, some real obvious things that happen, but one thing that um, I find very interesting is when we step out of the present moment, when we're competing, when we start to, you know, jumping ahead or hanging on to past mistakes, our subconscious mind takes over. And we talked about this the last time, how the difference between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind is much more powerful than the conscious mind. In fact, it is probably 95% of our time in charge of what's happening to us. The problem is that the subconscious mind also has the beliefs and the um, fears that we have attached to over the years. And so if we have a belief, for instance, that we're not good enough to win tournaments, to win, to beat somebody, um, uh, that we can't do it because we're not good enough, we're not worthy enough, or whatever that subconscious belief is, that belief takes over when we are not in the conscious moment. And so it becomes very hard for athletes to achieve their dreams and their wishes and their aspirations when they haven't dissolved the subconscious beliefs that are out of sync with what those wishes and dreams and aspirations are. And I have just one of the one of the reasons that my and our our work has skyrocketed has because of the work we've been doing with people and their subconscious beliefs and being able to dissolve those beliefs that are actually holding them back. Um, it's a very exciting work, and I know um, in our own lives it, it, it's exciting to work on our own um, beliefs that are 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 holding us back and dissolving them so that we can keep moving forward. And every time we dissolve a belief that is not, that is not in sync with our, our wishes, desires, and aspirations, I feel this, like this energy just released and this opening and this clarity in our lives. And it's just, it's so it's so exciting to live like that. It's, it's like you can go through the, you go through the day and nothing really um, is happening. Like we're not at the Australian Open right now like we were a few years ago, and yet the day can be as exciting as those days when we were at the Australian Open just because you're in tune with your energy and your soul's 
um, quest, and you're you're coming from this higher frequency. So everything everything is 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 sharper. Everything is clearer. There's more of a pop to it, to whatever is going on with you. You're alive. You're you're in that moment. You're embracing that moment, and it doesn't really matter what you're doing. It's the it's the energy you're putting into the moment that matters. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you anymore. And I think that uh, I I don't know how besides you know trying to and I appreciate you and Bryce taking the time to be on the broadcast because I. As you know, like you, I think that I do believe that sports is something we need because I think sports is something that prepares us for life, prepares us for competition. I'm afraid competition, uh, I hope I'm wrong, but I think it's become uh, a, a bad word in our country uh, instead of uh, what we're going to do the rest of our life. And it's the journey that you take us through that I think is so important and that we need to get out there. uh, And I'm not being critical of young coaches because I'm not that old that I don't remember when I first started coaching and (laughs) I was more into X's and O's than I was into looking at the person and and who they were. And uh, so I'm not being critical, but I'm, it seems like we've come a long way, and I look at uh, I'm a basketball uh, fanatic, as you know, I coached basketball before yeah. I coached uh, tennis. And uh, but as I do believe uh, we've come so far in sports, but I, I don't feel like we've come along far enough. Uh, understanding that uh, part of our training has to be having somebody like you and uh, Bryce and uh, uh, Dr. John Murray and other uh, people in the sports psychology field to help us with their training. And, and, and you know, I've told the people before, I've gone out to you for help before when I've seen things and questioned why People did it, and I've often wondered, am I qualified enough when I was very active with young people and you don't want to make mistakes? So uh, I think it's mm-hmm. – maybe I'm just getting impatient in my older age. I don't know. <laughs> I just want to be around to see what you do. I, I was talking with Ashley Hobson, and, um, who's uh, one of our mentors on this broadcast too, and, and he would tell me how important – Bryce Young was with his development and his thoughts. And uh, so, you know, I really appreciate what you're doing. And I I don't want to talk too much. Please, you go on and continue. Well, um, one thing I wanted to say, Coach, is is that um, I think that the coaches need to work on themselves so that they are coming from love energy instead of from fear in their coaching. And once, once you know yourself and you work on yourself and you dissolve your own um, beliefs that hold you back, then your coaching can go to a higher, ne- higher level. And you have um, much more energy for each and every student that you're working with, each player. But your um, your it, it's it's uh, it's hard to explain without making it sound you know like it's too hard to believe. But when we go to higher levels ourselves, um, whatever work we're doing has to rise with us, and so our coaching naturally organically grows. We come up with we're we're more creative in our in our coaching in our teaching and we're much more present with each of the players that that is working that are working with us and um, you know like if I could give like coaches okay these are things that really help your students 
to play mentally better and emotionally better. But to me, the, 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 the big step is the coach working on him or herself and being able to come from that frequency themselves and then working with their player. Because, uh, you know, it's, it's not, I don't think it's appropriate to ask a coach to work on the very things that we are, we are doing with clients. There's no way they have the time and they, you know, and they have it, the experience that we have. And it's just, it's, it's not fair to them. But they definitely can work on themselves. And that, I mean, we, more and more we get um, coaches and players coming together when they're working on us, if that's possible. You know, FaceTime has just made our work so much um, easier to, to reach more and more people. I mean, we are working with people from, you know, from South Africa and Europe and Asia and as well as the United States. I mean, it just is, it, it doesn't matter where anyone is, where the tournament is, we can we can work with people and, and FaceTime is awesome. I mean, I love that we can see each other while we're working and um, and connect no matter where where people are, even if if sometimes the time difference can be a little tricky. Mm-hmm. Linda makes a a really good point here, Coach, um, and it's it's very encouraging for the people who are listening to your broadcast because. Um, you, you started off by talking about awareness, and none of us can give what we don't have. And so when we're working on ourselves, it's really a gift to the people that we want to touch, parents to children, coaches to students and athletes, uh, teachers. That, that's, that's, you're really giving a gift because you're taking time to work on yourself. And, uh, and all of us know that it's very easy to to give, 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 and not, not work on yourself and replenish at times. Oh, that reminds me. I have a story to tell about a client that um, we've been working with, and um, the parents were, were very involved in, in close talking with us, but for the most part, the focus was on their child and what, was, what he needed and what was wrong with him. And... Um, as it turned out, <laughs> when we were working with the child, he told us that he felt like his parents only really only loved him when he won, which he said, I know that's not true. I know that's not true, but that's how I feel. Okay, so... He had a subconscious belief, really, that came out in our sessions that he was afraid his parents only loved him when he won tennis matches, okay? So we talked to the parents, and we knew, obviously, that that wasn't, you know, where they were at at all. And at first, they were like, I don't know how he could be thinking that. You know, we do this and that, you know, and they gave all these excuses about, of, of how, how could this possibly be happening? How could he think that way? Well, it took a couple hours of our talking with the parents before they, you know, really felt safe enough to go into, oh, my gosh, that's what he's thinking. That really is what he's feeling. And to, to accept that's where he was. So then... We had we 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 talked with their child, and we had talked with the parents, and the child openly had a conversation with his parents that he felt like that. And it, you know, I mean, his, his parents are great parents. This child loves his parents. I mean, it was a really it's something he did not want to do, but he recognized that it was whole, it it was something that was bothering him. They had this great conversation. It, it really gets resolved totally and completely. Now, he hadn't won a match in almost two years, okay? He went out and two weeks later won a tournament. I mean, it just, it just shows 
how these blocks can, can so hold us back because we, we really need a certain kind of energy to compete with. And if our beliefs that are these hidden beliefs are blocking that energy, then we can't play with the confidence, which that kind of energy, with the belief and the trust that that energy that we absolutely need to compete at at our highest. I mean, that is what we are teaching our clients is about um, exuding and igniting the different energies that we need to compete with and, and in fact, to live our lives with, I mean, to, to interact with people, to, uh, in, with the juniors, for them, with their school and with their studies and with their classmates and the kind of friends they have, you know, recognizing and being able to um, choose friends that are more in sync with the frequency that they are coming from and with their thoughts and their um, with the kind of people that you know that are in sync with the path that they are on. Well, I, that's such an important point. I think it's uh, it actually brings me to a thought that I've had uh, lately. Is that being, uh, as you know, with the family for the last month, I've been more in communication and not on the broadcast. And one of the remarks that kind of caught me off guard is people saying, uh, you seem to be changing your tune uh, lately on the USTA. You're complimenting this and complimenting that, and you're not being as critical. And um, I, I, I felt I had to remind people that I'm always going to be critical with things that I see are problems, but I also believe that we have to be listeners and we have to uh, compliment people when they're doing good. And I see some good things uh, happening, but I don't think uh, I. I think in the our field, one of the problems that I'm personally dealing with is I see our schools uh, abandoning sports. Now, when I say abandoning sports, mm-hmm. yes, every school has baseball and all the sports in there, but we're not putting the emphasis on coaching and teaching these sports and supporting them that you have to go out and you have to sit and pay for that stuff. And some of the criticism that I hear from other pros lately is that, well, uh, everything is dollars. Well, unfortunately, I think this is where we live today, and you have to ask yourself a question. Do we not spend these dollars to get professional people to do things and and the bring the most valuable commodity we have as our children, uh, or do we sit there and let them go? And I have grandchildren in baseball. And, um, you know, going into a school system in Nottingham, Florida, in the Northeast, uh, they spend a small fortune, more than uh, most people spend on tennis, and uh, one of them has already has a scholarship going into uh, college next year. The other one looks like he's mm-hmm. well on his way, although two years younger. But we have to make an investment because I think we have to face that society is not making that investment no more. And uh, I think, uh, unfortunately, I think I'm probably part of a dying breed that believe that sports mm-hmm. can be that journey that we need in life. And uh, if the society's not going to make it in our education system, I think we have to be prepared to get people that are more capable than me, people like you and others, and people like the mentors, and I appreciate you coming on uh, the broadcast, but you also have to make a living. And what do we do? How do we sit there and uh, besides teaching more people, I, I know the effects that you have because I know the people, you know, I hear Chuck Reesey thinking you, I hear 
Ashley Hobson thanking you. I thank you often enough. I've given your books to numerous uh, of my students. Uh, but uh, am I just feeling sorry for myself right now, or do you agree with me or disagree with me? Well, I, actually, you you are doing the right thing because you're putting mentors out in front of people to give them the opportunity, and and that's something that we generally need. Um, the, the the school systems are, are absolutely are going to have to work um, to find a way to provide both physical education and and sports outlets that that allow children, and I'm talking about all children, not not just the the tiny tier of children who have well-to-do families, but but to have a whole generation that is able to embrace themselves in sport and and grow because they have that opportunity. So I I, I think you're on the right path, absolutely. And and uh, we we just have to get a critical mass of us who who agree on that, who will will keep putting ourselves out there, and and giving young people opportunities um, to, to grow in sport. Um, just, just saw an article recently about people in all sorts of professions talking about what they learned from their coaches. Pretty inspiring. Well, and that's the thing. I worry about the people, uh, you know, thank the almighty um, my family and my daughter and her husband have the wherefore to uh, pay and uh, for what they can do. But how about the kids that were going through the school system? Is that responsibility just on you and the other coaches and mentors that I have on the program? Or is it part of society's problem? Is it something that how do we get the, the schools more involved and realize that, you know, competition is not a bad word, but we've got to prepare people and we've got to, and to do that, we have to have people that are properly trained. You can't, I agree with what Linda said, you can't uh, uh, expect a coach uh, going through the high school system like I did 20 years coaching to be able to do all those things. And I've been blessed to, I can make phone calls to people like you when I need help. But if people don't understand the situation, they don't know what questions to ask. They don't know to ask for help if they don't realize it's a problem. Uh, Fifteen years ago when I started doing the workshops, people would say, what What do you have a sports psychologist for? You know, that's for not for kids, that's for <laughs> senior people. Thank God in the last five years or four years or so, I don't. I haven't heard that no more, but boy, it took a long time. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure you are aware now that I'm using up my last 10 minutes of commentary that I normally do, but rather than me do it by myself, when I have expertise oh. like you two on, I'm asking for help. Well, um, I want to segue to something else. Even um, I think that okay. um, as far as what, what you're talking about, I think we have to keep um, focusing on what we want to do and what we can do and um, not so much on what's not happening but what is happening. Thus, more of what we want to happen will happen. And that that's the kind of the um, energy that also – is attractive to really good coaches, really good people. And there are really good people, good coaches that want to keep contributing and want to help and and work with young people. And so my suggestion, just as far as that goes, is let's stay focused on what we can do and not on what we can't do. Very good. I appreciate that. Okay. Now I just have to throw this in before I, you know, I hope we have a little bit more time. But just um, we do. Did you happen to? Did you? Do you happen to watch any of the football games recently? <laughs> the pros, I watch a lot of college. I truthfully haven't watched any pro games in the last two years, and it's uh, okay. and I've been a season ticket holder for years too. But I just gave up on the NFL. 
Okay, well, I'm not a big football fan, but it's uh, the playoffs now in the NFL, and the Minnesota Vikings happen to be one of the teams that are in the playoffs. <laughs> and last Sunday, <laughs> so last Sunday, um, I'm tuned into it. I'm watching this whole game, and of course, you know, I'm observing the energy. And I'm like, the first half, you know, the Vikings are up 17 to nothing. And I was like, keep your energy up, okay, you know. And I saw it when it started dropping, and I'm like, oh, come on, you got to stay in this, you know. Anyway, as you know, we're down, and there's only 10 seconds left, and we're behind. And all I could see was the Vikings' energy was so strong. And I saw a weakness, a softening in the uh, opponent's energy. And in that last 10 seconds, the throw was made, it was caught, and it went down for a touchdown, and the Vikings won and all of Minnesota <laughs> was cheering. And you can bet all of Minnesota, when that pass was thrown, was sending the energy that that pass would be caught and um, good things would happen. Anyway, that was, that was definitely a story of energy in motion. Oh, that's great that you can see energy, and that, and that's a, and I think that's an important point. Uh, I missed out on that because I uh, haven't watched the NFL, but uh, I appreciate what you're saying, and I and I understand the feeling uh, that way. I mean, you saw the same thing in the college uh, uh, championship with Alabama and Clemson. You could see the shift. Uh, in energy after mm-hmm. a few unfortunate incidents, and uh, uh, it, mm-hmm. it is so important. I mean, and this is, uh, and I think you've seen it in summer tennis. I've, uh, I, I, I look at some of the young talent we have coming up now in tennis, and I think it's fantastic. Uh, and one of the coaches groups that I'm in, they ask, uh, you know, why so and so didn't beat Federer and everything, and I. I my opinion is that the difference is you have great young athletes playing against the tennis players, and that tennis player understands the game of tennis. These young people in a couple of years, uh, I think I, I look at the talent today much better than the talent was when I was trying to play. Uh, and I think that these young people are going to be so excited for the game of tennis, but you have to understand it. You have to pay your dues. You have to go through those emotional periods, and you have to understand how to play the game once you know how to learn the strokes. And uh, So that's my opinion on that. Doctor, how about you? Well, I I, I think that that actually this is a, a, a prelude to another show somewhere down the line. Uh, but the the people who are listening and, and haven't had an opportunity to uh, to read Yes, God Speaks to Women too, or The Confidence Factor or uh, The Courtside Coach, all they have to do is go to the website, uh, which is yourmentalcoach.com, and, and they can get all these resources. And then whenever they feel like they, they have the time to uh, – to, to get into this a little bit deeper, they can certainly do that. Um, we definitely, we're, we're in a good place in terms of starting to use energy in a very positive way and, and catching, catching yourself and others doing things right and then specifically anchoring those positives is, is really a great way to start developing the habits you're going to need to be successful, both for your young coaches and then because they're doing it, they're going to do that for their young athletes. Well, I thank you both very much for uh, being on, and I look forward to, as you know, I would like to have you on every other month on that uh, fourth a Thursday of the month because uh, I've left that spot open. Uh, we've been blessed to have a lot of other people that uh, would like to be on, but uh, you have an open invitation every other month for that fourth week. Uh, I think I'd like to thank the audience for listening. I'd like to remind you 
that uh, next week we will have uh, the PTR new education director, Brian Barkinen, uh on the broadcast. Please go out and tell your friends to listen. Uh, I think you understand why I feel blessed to have such mentors on like Linda LeClaire, Dr. Bryce Young, Alan Fox, Chuck Reese, Dr. John Murray, regulars, and then the other people that come in on those fourth and fifth uh, Thursdays when they're there. So please tell your friends, and uh, I look forward to having a conversation with a mentor again uh, next Thursday, and hopefully you will join in. Goodbye now. Have a blessed week, and I will talk to you again next week, Lord willing. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.